Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike the intern, back in the studio. It's Monday, and the Chiefs got a win in L.A. yesterday by the skin of their teeth. The lookouts, some of the backups doing one hell of a job. i got to say, it's kind of game that I expected. I predicted a 19-17 win for the Chiefs, and it was 13-12. to But the fact is, you had young kids in there, and I say young. Chronologically, they are, and they're not kids. These are backups on the on the main squad but they played well they played hard Blaine Gabbard who hasn't really seen a whole lot of action in in what about maybe two or three years now half his passes 15 of 30 the fact is the Chargers are simply not very good they they played hard but they they don't have a whole lot of talent and I thought Kansas City played pretty pretty well I love P Ryan he looks like he's a really uh, up and comer versus brother played for the Denver Broncos this year, and his brother previously had played for Cincinnati. And the P. Ryan family is very, very good football, very good athletic family. He played well as a running back. And overall, the Chiefs were all right. They managed to keep all the regulars out of there for the most part. And indeed, the one who surprised me a little bit was Kelsey, not playing. But I think that was even though they <laughs> announced that he was not going to play an hour, hour and a half, or two hours before the game started, I think it was probably decided upon before then. Uh, he He's taken a battering this year. He's 34 years old and can only go so far. They didn't bring him there because he would have wanted to play, and he would have raised such hell with them. So I think they kept him out of the whole circumstance. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. He'll be there on Saturday when the Chiefs play the Miami Dolphins. But the fact of the matter remains, it was a good effort by Kansas City, and I think Andy Reid was very pleased with what happened. It'll be the first season Kelsey didn't get 1,000 yards, and I think he wanted that. But at the same time, I think the coaches sat him down and said, look, what's at stake? Mike, and he had 16 yards to go. You don't think they're going to reward him for that? Oh, I mean, it, he, he's still going to get – he's going to get that, but it's not about that. He just, you know, it's a consistency thing, and he is that guy. I agree with you. I thought P. Ryan did great. I'm glad Chris Jones finally got 10 sacks, so he was able to get paid. They let him stay in until he got that, but that's that's a lot of money to uh, leave on the table if you can. Oh, so heavens, they, they let I, him do I that. really think, yeah, had, had it come down to the bare bones, that they would have given it to him anyway. Jones is probably not going to be with the team next year. So. The contractual situation is such that the Chiefs really can't afford him. And if they were to uh, put a franchise tag on him, it would be a cost of $32 million that they can't afford. And that's Hey, that puts them over the salary cap and kind of limits who you're going to get. I really, I just can't, unless there's a restructuring, I can't see him being with the Chiefs. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Um, I think they really need to make a play at Snead. If, that's, if, if it comes down to who are we going to spend the money on, he's probably the one I would want to throw my money on. I was interested to see how the kid from Kansas State played a defensive end yesterday. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was the Chiefs' top draft choice. Uh, uh, Maduka, well, I don't know how you pronounce it, but whatever it is, he's from here. Heck, he's from what Lee's Summit yeah. and played in Missouri. But the fact is that he's an up-and-coming defensive end who could be the next Chris Jones. Doesn't have quite that weight, but nonetheless, it was uh, it was a good performance. I was pleased with what Kansas City had. Yeah, and like I said, uh, Blaine definitely got it done with his legs as well. So shout out to the old guys. Um, but then you had to watch what happened across the league because there still was some things undecided, teams that could get in, that might not get in. And, of course, that uh, Sunday night game was a big one to decide <laughs> who the Chiefs would play, when and where. And uh, after the Bills just pulled it out in the fourth quarter, now we know where the Chiefs are going next. They are 
Well, they're going home. They'll play at home at Arrowhead against the Miami Dolphins. And, and I must admit to you, I'm very puzzled at the scheduling of this one. That is the second game on Saturday. There are two games Saturday, three Sunday, and one Monday. The two Saturday, Cleveland Browns play the Houston Texans. That's in the afternoon. Okay, I do understand that. But the Dolphins and the Chiefs at Arrowhead in what will be a frigid, frigid Arrowhead Stadium. They're looking for temperatures in the single digits, folks. But they have the NFL. NFL controls a lot of things, but it sure as hell does not control the weather. But they do control the TV. And why they're putting this on Peacock absolutely stuns me. Peacock is seen by, I'm sure, millions of people, but it is not one of the more popular networks. And the Chiefs are a popular draw. I don't understand that at all. But nonetheless, it is the Saturday night game. The three on Sunday will be the Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills at first, followed by the Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys at mid-afternoon around 3.30. And then the Sunday night game will be the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions in Detroit under the roof at Ford Field, so it'll be comfortable. But, Mike, you're too young (laughs) for me. That stirs up great memories of NFL championships in the past because the Rams and Lions have a great history playing in the postseason. Then there is a Monday night game, and that is the uh, playoff Monday night game next Monday, and that'll send the Philadelphia Eagles, who are thinking of of moving the franchise to Manila (laughs) in the Philippines. They'd be the Manila folders because this team has really collapsed. I've... I did see Nick Sirianni on a post-game interview after the New York Giants had beaten the Eagles 24 to 28 to 17, I guess it was, or 28-10, whatever, uh, and beat them. And Philadelphia is just not playing well. But Sirianni did say, I know these guys. They are warriors. They'll get up off the canvas and come back and fight. Philadelphia plays in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers, and that is a Monday night game next week. It's all laid out for us as clear as day. But, yes, you are right. If you are going to the game Sunday or Saturday night in Kansas City, it is going to be cold. The forecast right now at night, minus 2 could be as low as minus 8 degrees. Oh, if you've been there when it's that cold, you know. Uh, I have things. been out in that cold, but I've never sat in a football game. That cold, it's no. uh, bring cardboard or carpet for your feet <laughs> and bundle up uh, at least four times. I will tell you that my myself because I've been there and uh, I'm probably going Saturday night to freeze my butt off as well. And tonight we have a national championship and it's exactly what you want. A high-firing offense against one of the best defenses in college football I've seen in a long time. And it presents a very interesting pick, too. It's Michigan versus Washington. And interestingly enough, this is the last game for Washington in the now-demised Pac-12. They become a Big Ten Conference team next year, and they play Michigan during the regular season in early October out in Seattle. So this will be, be a very close meeting between two arch-rivals. Of course, they played in the Rose Bowl many times. But Michigan-Washington does present an interesting contrast. Michigan has a defensive line that really flummoxed Alabama big time because it caught Alabama by surprise. They blitzed on practically every single play. I don't think Michigan can get away with that with Washington. Washington's quarterback, Michael Penix, is very, very good. He's a top-level and a great pro prospect. He's runner-up in the Heisman Trophy winner to Jaden Daniels from LSU. But in, in fact, Penix, who's been around now for six years in college, he transferred from Indiana and then has had a couple of redshirt years because of injuries. The fact is, he's an older guy, and he can handle this pressure. Washington's going to give Michigan a tough battle, but I think Michigan has the overall talent on this team to win it, and I think it may be a high-scoring game. 
J.J. McCarthy of Michigan, he's their quarterback. Very good player. In fact, Harbaugh calls him a great player in Michigan history. We'll see how all that morphs out, but it should be a very good game. I like Michigan to win it and a close one. How many uh, football champions uh, championships now for the uh, Missouri Valley? <laughs> this is this is incredible. They have thirteen that's Valley that, championships for the last twenty years. That says a lot about the talent in that in that conference. South man. Dakota State won yesterday, twenty-three to three, over a good Montana team. And Montana opens with the Missouri State Bears next year out in Missoula, Montana. Then I assume Montana comes here the following year. But the fact is that. The South Dakota State team is a juggernaut, but Mike, they lose most of their players through graduation, including Gronkowski, their quarterback, who is really, really, really good. Anyway, it's a win for South Dakota State, their second consecutive. South Dakota State's won 30 straight games, 30 straight. Now, that may come to an end in their opener next year because they open the season against Oklahoma State in Stillwater, and that'll be a challenge. It'll also be a challenge for Oklahoma State. The South Dakota State Club is good, but they do lose a lot of players, including Isaiah Davis from Joplin, their fine running back. Anyway, South Dakota State wins it. It is th- This is 13 championships now. 13 championships, or champion, let's put it this way, 13 straight appearances for the Missouri Valley Conference in the championship round. It's 11 championships for them altogether. North Dakota State's won most of them nine. South Dakota State has won two straight. And this is this is dominance like you do not see in college football. The Valley is really, really good. Really good. And that's what's misleading. I think Missouri State has a fine football team, but they're also against champions. Oh, for huge competition. Sake. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and the others. Northern Iowa's in there all the time. Hey, this is really rough competition. Bears play well. We'll see how they do next year because they open with Montana and close with South Dakota State. Like you said, it's hard to get down on a team sometimes when you look at the competition they have. And uh, <laughs> you can see it in college, you can see it in the NFL, and yeah, it's going to be insane. So we talked about this uh, last hour a little bit, but now there was a lot of confusion going into what this wild card weekend would look like. The NFL plan is set. Um, we mentioned this as well. Kind of an interesting choice for the uh, NFL to say, hey, we're going to stream that Chiefs-Dolphins game. On Peacock. Yeah. I do not. Now, I have streaming at my house. Of course, I have another event going on Saturday as well. But the fact is that the game is going to be streamed on Peacock. I am surprised. Here's the way the schedule works. At 3 on Saturday afternoon, Cleveland Browns play at Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, that's the site of tonight's championship yeah, game. Yeah, which is interesting. And NRG Stadium in Houston. Anyway, the Cleveland Browns, Houston Texans, and that's followed Saturday night at 7 by the Miami Dolphins in Kansas City at Arrowhead. And the game is on Peacock, folks. That's the Peacock streaming network. Now, how NBC, NBC owns Peacock. How NBC is going to handle this, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with the major network, but nonetheless, it is on Peacock. And nonetheless, it will be very cold at Arrowhead. Oh yeah. Miami will not react to that at all. They don't they don't know what they're in for. Sunday there are three games. It all begins with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills at noontime in Buffalo. Green Bay Packers then go to Dallas to play the Cowboys at mid-afternoon. And then the Sunday night game, this will be a dandy, Los Angeles Rams play the Detroit Lions in Detroit. That will be a fine football game. All of them will be. And then next week there's a Monday night game. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles playing in Tampa against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philadelphia has really folded, folks. Whether or not they can come back, 
Uh, they've got good players. Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. He's got good receivers, but this team has not played well down the stretch. We'll just have to see what happens. Watch out for uh, Baker Mayfield and those Tampa Bay Bucks, man. It's going to be a wild weekend, and that's why we call it Wild Card Weekend. Ed, you have a great Monday. I'll see you tomorrow.